Welcome to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The way I can give support to the world right now is by showing up. Uh, The most important thing is don't think just that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself. Show up. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is Dr. Nancy's passion and her purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of her favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up in my conversations. I build relationship. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Dana Beal is the author of The Illuminated Workplace, Shining Light on Workplace Culture which reveals the path for rebuilding relationships and ending fear, pain, and suffering in the workplace. She is an international speaker, retreat leader, writer, and coach with a compelling and critically important message for healing workplace culture. Her work brings forth the qualities of universal love, compassion, and respect for one another that creates a shift in perspective to rebuild relationships and energize the culture with trust and compassion, all of which is so badly needed in today's workplace and the world. Dana is the creator of Enlightened Leadership, a personal restoration plan, and Be Love, Model of Leadership. With a master's degree in education, her leadership training includes a multitude of topics, including everything from ending gossip, drama, blame, and other energy-depleting symptoms of underlying conflict, developing the individual power of emotional intelligence in leaders and employees through a personal restoration plan, the inner path to authentic power, to creating a safe environment where mistakes are allowed and high performance grows. Dana has worked in a variety of industries, including hospitals, medical practices, law and accounting firms, banks, senior living and hospitality, government, nonprofits, and construction. She has spoken or conducted workshops for over 500 conferences and or organizations. Now here's Dr. Nancy and her guest, Dana Beal. Dana. Thank you for being with me today. Uh, Thank so you. Talk to you. This is an important book. It's timely, especially what's going on in the world right now. We we need to uh, companies uh, the Great Resignation. But before we get started, I want to talk to you about you. How did you get to be you? And tell me your personal story. And uh, let's get that because women, especially when we tell our stories, we connect in such a different way and. And, and we always find out there's a there's a great connection somewhere. So tell me about you. How did how did Dana get to be who she is today? Well, thank you for that uh, great opportunity. I worked in a lot of different industries, and I started out as a teacher, for a junior high teacher for a few years, and then I went into the business world. And for some reason, and I'm sure all your readers have similar paths, where doors just open that you could not have predicted. And so I changed and worked in a lot of different industries, usually as the marketing director for professional service firms like CPA firms, law firms, medical clinics, et cetera. But I kept noticing the same problem, and it was how people 
got along with each other and that there was a lot of blame and a lot of ego drama going on in the workplace. So in 2000, exactly January of 2000, I awakened in the night and literally heard it was time to do this work, that there is so much dysfunction and pain and suffering in the workplace. And what I'm sharing is a way to unravel that. And so I've been speaking and writing since 2000 on just that subject. Yeah. And since COVID, there are so many people that have chosen not to go back to the workplace. That's right. There are a lot more entrepreneurs, a lot more people are saying, I don't need that anymore. So how do we get people back to the work and how do we keep them working in a good environment? Well, that's such a great question because you and I have talked a little bit in the past and that was pre-pandemic. And since the pandemic, I don't know exactly for sure what happened, but people reevaluated where they wanted to be and how much time do they want to spend at work. And so just interestingly enough, this morning, the Gallup poll that came out shows that 55% of corporations are and employees are going to remain hybrid which is a combination of some remote work and they say that only 23 percent will be fully at work and they also make a distinction do not confuse being in the office with culture you can have a workplace culture even when people are hybrid as 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 i know and in fact i just did a talk a couple months ago at a corporation that had just it was a global corporation just required all their employees to come back 40 hours a week well they begrudgingly were that the hr told me they were having trouble recruiting more people and the people were starting to leave and that's what their that this gallup poll said it's it's continuing and people if they can't get the situation they want are choosing to leave and I believe if there's a good culture and people feel valued and feel motivated and and feel enthusiastic and they feel like they can work together and be respected, they're less likely to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before even the pandemic, before COVID, uh, the talent is walking out the door. We know that. We see that over and over again. Some of your best people you recruited and you trained are, are leaving because again, yes. they do not feel they're appreciated. They are not a part of the culture. And, yes. and we all know change begins from the top down. It, That's right. And, and some, and from the bottom up at some point, you know, that there has to be a change in how the uh, company's culture looks at each individual. I was asked this question yesterday. I was on a, on a zoom call. What's the most important thing right now for people to understand? I said, it's relationships. You know, uh, and that's in your workplace, that's in your homes, that's in your community. If you don't have good relationships, and that's what COVID really, for me, uh, said to me was that, you know, I'm I'm choosing where I want to speak, where I want to spend my time, and who I want to spend my time with. And I think that so many people have done, they've evaluated, and these, you know, the person that says, I have lots and lots of friends, you go, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> if you're lucky that on four fingers or two fingers or three fingers, a good friend, someone you can call, right. talk to, good, bad, and indifferent, and they're there for you no matter what happens. And yes. people in the workforce are beginning to, and the workplace are beginning to determine that, that, hey, I want to yes. spend time with people that are more like myself and that they support me. 
And why why do I go to work to a, in a place where there's going to be a the next drama? Right. You know, I did uh, manager training. Many of these managers, many people in top leadership positions, came up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the training. They didn't get the, the the good way of dealing with performance issue. You know, I, for example, eye rolling. I said, what do you think? And I was doing the training. I said, what do you think eye rolling is? And they all looked around. I said, well, it's just people rolling their eyes. I said, I said, no, it's a performance <laughs> issue. It's a performance issue. Yes. And they start to, to begin to understand that body language and how they were coming across was so, so very important. What they were saying right. and how they were engaging was more and more important than anything. I mean- And now more than ever. And more now than ever. So, all right. So we, we want to get them back to work. What's the first thing? If I, it's, if it's my company and I want to change, you know, I've, I've basically been a pretty good company. I care about my employees. I have good benefits. I, I even have stock options. I have ownership options. But for some reason, I've lost some of my best people and I'm, and I'm in jeopardy of losing more. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I would say it wouldn't matter what industry you are in or how big your corporation, the most important thing is to ask what people want. Find out what's going on that's causing them to leave and really give employees a voice. And even if that is an online survey of some kind that's anonymous, people need to feel heard. If they don't feel heard, it doesn't matter what you tell them to do. And another thing I think is that they truly leaders uh, need to truly show an affinity for people not just the numbers there's so much dedicated to what the profits are and what the you know weekly goals and I talk to people again and again and again get so tired of hearing how they need to work harder they're already working hard they need to feel appreciated and they need to feel that um, their work is valued and that they are, have the opportunity to give feedback. And then they will perform higher at higher levels than anyone that's being threatened to improve their performance. It's a slippery slope, but, but again, it's the, the model that the companies have chosen. You know, I, I, I had a situation, I have an equestrian center and I have several people that work with me as well. But I was gone for about two weeks and I came back and there were some problems, a lot of problems. People were upset. And then I realized what was going on is that two chiefs were trying to take over. You know, I mean, so so it's interesting. Yeah, a power struggle occurred. And basically, I sat down with each one of them and talked about what's going on. You know, what do you need? Yes, I was gone, but you know, I do like to create a workplace where people are able to use their abilities, use their talents and are good and make decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, and that's something that you have to allow people to do. First of all, right. maybe some people coach and teach them how to make those decisions in ways that right. would be beneficial. But, you know, I guess the one thing that I always say, you, you guys own this place. Nothing yes. happens here without you all working together. That's right. And and it's so very, very important. And, and having that open door is so important too. As you know, I talk a lot about leadership and I've even talked about the coin term boss from hell because that was used by Gallup Poll as the number one reason that people are unhappy and are disengaged at work is because of their boss. And so 
that makes it so clear that good leaders that that care about people like you're describing, listening to your employees and giving them a chance to communicate. And what I have found, in when, especially when I do little workshops with people, actually underneath, people really do care about other people. They get into these um, power structures and they're blaming and they're fearful. So the number one problem ultimately in the workplace is fear. And yeah. when people are afraid, they tend to start taking sides. They gossip to relieve their tension. And they're afraid. Of, uh, uh, you need an environment where people aren't afraid to make mistakes because when people are afraid of making mistakes, they aren't performing well and they're looking for scapegoats if things go wrong. And so that openness in the workplace is so important. And yeah. the boss from hell, as we I started to mention, is really a leader that doesn't is not authentic. They're a leader that plays a role. They pretend to be powerful, or they, or they're a bully boss, or they're even a micromanager is a boss from hell because you're not demonstrating respect for the employees. Yeah, I had a situation. It's been a couple of years now, but uh, I had an operations manager working for me, and I found out uh, after she, first. <laughs> First of all, I found out she was stealing from me. And then second of all, I found out what she was saying to people about me, which was, she's not available. She doesn't want to talk to you. She doesn't care, you know, it, you know, and she would just say these things to people so they would avoid me. And it was interesting after I fired her, I had to go around telling people, you know, hey, I'm here to listen. You mm -hmm. need something, let me know. Let's discuss it. But I mean, she had created, I mean, she had done it purposely to. Mm -hmm. Interesting that one person can cause that much trouble. One person can definitely spoil the whole, one bad apple can spoil yeah. the whole barrel. So Exactly. All right. Well, so, one, of the, one of the companies that you are working with currently, tell me about a toxic workplace where the blame game is going on. And isn't that kind of a surprise in the first place when people a company or somebody in a leadership position begins to understand that's what's going on. Yes. Yes. But it often is a reflection of the leaders. It, and I don't mean you, I mean, in where it's going on a culture that's where it's continual and everybody knows there's this sense of um, fear or anxiety and there's blaming and people are worried about, does anyone have their back? Kind of you've been, you've worked in those kind, especially if you've been in healthcare. Yeah. And as the leaders begin to be aware of that, they have to, instead of be looking, instead of looking at what can we do to fix the culture, they have to begin with looking within and say, what can I do to be the kind of leader that people feel comfortable with? What can I be do to find out how I can be authentic? Because it's the, I, I just wrote an article recently about the hidden problem in the workplace when everyone, you know, culture is the big word. It's every day I read more about steps to create culture and none of them are wrong, but it starts first with the leaders having the courage to see their own fears and weaknesses. Yeah. When they do that, they're not afraid. They're not on the defense. They're not playing a role. And I see so many leaders and both male and female, female, although there are more leaders still in corporate America than there are females, although it's changing. Yeah. But um, my experience is that when people are afraid, they try to act out their the role that their organizational chart says that they are. 
and they pretend and yeah. and and they're so afraid of being exposed that they're pretending and it causes this whole drama yeah that's not authentic yeah instead of going and getting some training or sitting down and yes. talking about ways to correct it I mean, I saw this, especially in the healthcare system, because not only was I working there uh, as an EAP director, I was also a part of the culture. So here I was working with employees. I mean, this became very, very uh, difficult because not only was I working with uh, with the employees of the company, I was the, the director of the EAP as well. So I was oftentimes, I felt like I was doing the splits the culture of the company was not really benefiting these these employees. And so, I mean, I, I, I finally basically quit. And it was interesting, the better the EAP did, the less we were appreciated, which was even more interesting. The only time that we were truly, I'm just talking about this one, one particular place, but the only time they really wanted us in place was the last chance. The, the employee that, that had, had had enough, they were leaving, and so they wanted to save the person. And that was kind of what we became, the last chance, save the employee walking out the door. And that's kind of when I went, no, you don't get it. You don't understand. Exactly. It's really about your frontline people. It's from anybody who first answers the phone call, which basically is one of your most important people in, the, in your company. You know, five employees in your company can go out, go out and tell five other people how good or bad it is in that oh, company. Yes. And they, they, they can get people to never come in there to, to even look for a job or they can get people to leave as well. But you know that, I mean, you know that these companies, uh, you know, well, Target, for example, you know, they have a huge uh, foundation and they gift and the employees, I think, are very much involved in decision-making as far as the foundation. And of course, I'm sure they have profit sharing there as well. Mm -hmm. But, but they feel that they're a part of the system and the mission to do good things in the world. That's and right. The mission of the company is also very, very important. What you say and put on paper is, are these people living at them, uh, living and working with that mission as well? That's such a good point. If they don't embody the mission themselves, then it's hypocrisy. And the, the point you made about employees, um, hearing about a company nowadays with sites like Glassdoor, workplace culture, before anyone even interviews, they can read about the culture of another company. So that makes it even doubly important that leaders recognize how important culture is, or they will have a hard time recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we women aren't, aren't real good about negotiating our salaries and our benefits. Men are much better at that. So I think what's also happening is people are, are before they even enter the workplace, as you said, really checking out and go, no, that's not a good fit. Yes. That's not going to, that's not going to be a good fit for me. So. Yes. And when you were describing being the last um, stop before employees leave, I've had those situations and I, one of my main niches is healthcare. And I have walked into a room where the leaders have brought me in to talk to a particular department in a hospital, for example. Mm -hmm. And when I start asking what's going on, they just blurt forth problem after problem after problem. And the HR person is standing beside me like, what do we do? And so after we finish, then I have to give the news to the leaders, middle level leaders that are managing that 
department. And it's not an easy thing to tell them that you are part of the problem, you as the managers. And so that it's hard work, but the really dedicated, uh, willing to dedicate themselves, leaders and managers are willing to say, what can I do to be different that's going to make people happier? And, and I wanted to add one more thing you said in the beginning about relationships. That's the whole purpose of my book. It's about rebuilding relationships by honoring the spirit in ourselves and others, regardless of what level you're at. And when, yeah. we can re when we can replace fear yeah. with, with trust and compassion for one another, then everybody can be restored to yeah. their safe, authentic, greatest self. And then you get a, a good working team. Well, we're, we're involving more and more companies and people that we talk to. And of course, we're going to offer this to you today is the Lift, Lift Women Up campaign, but also Lift People Up campaign. Yes. If we start to lift, each one of us lifted as we rise, uh, the companies would, would thrive not and, the, and you would thrive in your community, you would thrive in your families. Your, you know, and the point is, is that anytime that we help another person empower them and engage them and uh, even a positive comment yes is so very very important and i mm -hmm. think you know the what has happened probably in a lot of these companies is the competition at least what they believe is competition and whose head's going to roll the next uh, and mm -hmm. the, these are dangerous times and you know it was interesting when i was doing the manager training one of the things i i said i said you know believe it or not the people in your department, the people that you're working with are waiting for you to take care of this issue. If there was a dysfunctional uh, employee yes. that's causing chaos or drama, I said, they are waiting and they're watching you to determine what you're going to do as far mm -hmm. as helping this workplace to be a better place for them. And believe me, when you do, they're, gonna, they're going to really truly respect you for the leader that you truly can be. So That's, that's right. Some placating leaders can pretend they're going to do something, but employees know who's really good at their word. They know who's going to truly respond and, and think of all the employees and not just pass the buck or, or move on. So that was a very good point that you have to embody and demonstrate what you believe in. And even if that means letting go someone that is valuable in some ways, if they are causing that kind of problem with everyone else that has to be considered. Absolutely. Now there's, in some ways, this is a, this is a wonderful book, but in many ways, it's really a simple, simple process of understanding. Uh, well, but what, what happens when these companies really realize that it's really about relationships from the top down and from the bottom up? What is that? What is that TV show that uh, um, the guy, the bosses that, that come in they're they're disguising who they are and they oh, go yeah. I mean, I know also, isn't that really yeah. the whole point that these these bosses go undercover? Yeah, they, that's what it's called, undercover boss. Undercover <laughs> boss that go in and actually see how people are doing in the workplace and right. later actually then ex expose who they truly are and then sit down right. with employees. But I think it's it's really a very valuable show because it does give the boss an opportunity to really find out whether it's working or not. Exactly. 
Well, I, what I've noticed in relationships in the workplace is that sometimes people get triggered by someone else and that causes all the chaos. And so training not only for leaders, but for employees like, like EAP kinds of programs that help people understand individually they're part of the culture. It's not some lake they're just visiting. They are part of the waters. So leaders have the most power, but everyone has power in, in the realm that they operate. And like you mentioned, just saying something positive to someone, being yeah. grateful and, and starting to see your similarities, finding the common bond, not just the company common bond, but company or uh, bonding with one another, make, going beyond just the very superficial. And that can be done remotely, and I mean, I have just as many people calling with issues that come up remotely as I do that are in the workplace physically, because it's still the same dynamics. It's people communicating with people. Yeah. Well, I, I think companies and organ, organizations have to understand it is going to be a hybrid world. People, mm -hmm. you know, for example, you know, you and I are on the Zoom meeting. Uh, mm -hmm. having a conversation i'll be honest with you i don't want to get in my car dress up and go to me too i don't want to since we started zoom doing zoom meetings i go no i'm not going to fly to so and so you know I I've know. Classes, uh, you know virtually and i've done many things on zoom calls and other other forms of yes that yeah i mean why why would i want to get in my car and drive three hours to be at a meeting and then get in my car and drive three more hours. And now I think when we, we, we're truly starting to respect one another's time, we're yes. expecting their energy and their contributions. Yes. And, uh, it's, I think it's a different world. Uh, yeah. It I, is a different world. And, and for people that are, I do live presentations for groups when I'm invited, but I just before you, and I went on my, I had a request for a coaching appointment and the choice was, I'm in Seattle. I'm at the South end, they're at the North end. They said, could we meet in person or would Zoom work? And I said, I prefer Zoom. Yeah. It's just, it's just as effective. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some, and it's so productive. And productive. And, yeah. And also the, the, the commute, like, I don't know where you are that the commute here can take over an hour to go, you know, just a short distance. Seattle, and I'm actually in uh, California and driving to LA, even from, as I'm 45 miles from LA is the worst experience that you can have in your entire life. If you choose to get on a freeway or a highway at the wrong time of day, you are looking at the back of a bumper for quite And for that reason, I just had my book narrated and it'll be ready in a few days to be an audible book because that's how I get a lot of my reading done when I do drive is I listen to audible books and I think we're an audible world now. Uh, I, my books are audible now too. So I yes. mean, we're definitely looking at ways to create better, better workplaces, but they don't, you don't have to be in them 24 seven. Right. You know, and, and I think people actually work more remotely. I mean, I seem to work more. And the thing is now we're going to have to learn to stop working, you know, to say, you know, this that is it. that's it. 
up and you go, wait a minute, here it is midnight and I'm still working on this. And I'm, and I'm known to do that, you know, dealing with things that uh, all, all hours of the, of the day. So now we're going to have to take the next step, which, which is learning to work remotely and what the pros and cons are, you know, sleep, exercise, taking care of yourself. I mean, we're, we're going to have to have that next book, The Enlightened Workplace, but then we're going to have The Enlightened Workplace and how you take care of yourself. So yes, there's your, there's your next book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Great suggestion. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, that's, what, that's the, the best part of these Zoom calls that we can also share and uh, continue to help each other. Yes. Yes, well, and I'm going to give you the lift uh, women and lift people up campaigns, and it's fun. It's 52 weeks of things that you can do every week to lift another person up. Oh. So simple little little ideas, and we have it all formatted. And uh, yeah, I think people really like it because it's simple. And and yes. the whole point that you're you're even doing it says I want to lift people up. Yes, I want to, to help people and lift them up. Well, the book is fantastic. It's a it's a great read. Uh, you know, I, I I did a lot of reading last night, and and uh, you know, I really you know I think you're correct. People are suffering in the workplace, and it is and it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Companies and culture can be changed to create places that people truly. What is it? Your your work is your passion, and your passion is your work. Is what yes. To be. And, and work should be. Work, work should be fun. Work should be engaging. And, and that's what most people want. Yeah. And, and why not create a workplace that people come in and can be creative and appreciated. And at the end of the day, they go, yeah, that was great. And yeah. on the back and, and uh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, I think it's, uh, yes. it's more and more. And, uh, and when people do come together, it, it truly is a joyous occasion and a little maybe sometimes a little surprising when people actually see someone who's not on a zoom call call in reality in real 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 time you know you're like oh i thought you would be a lot taller i i had that i was i was trying to visualize how tall you were she said no but i thought you'd be a lot taller i thought great so. <laughs> you, you look like you stand tall <laughs> i would i was when i stand up i'd be probably as, as short as most people but uh no this is a great book dana so thank you all, why don't we talk about how to learn more about your book learn more about your services and you going into these workplaces and these changing the culture creating a culture that benefits everyone tell us more Okay, well, my book is called The Illuminated Workplace, Shining Light on Workplace Culture. And so it's available on Amazon, obviously. And what I do is I'm a speaker, and I have spoken all over the United States, been the opening speaker for conferences in every industry. And although that has slowed down since the pandemic, I still do a lot of work with zoom and i do local speaking engagements and but i do personal coaching for leaders or even someone that uh, anyone that wants to just feel better and more valued in their workplace if they have an issue with a boss for example or an issue with a co-worker from hell i can help people work through those problems and um i have a website with my name dana has two ends in it d-a-n-n-a-b-e-a-l.com and I, that's, that's my passion. 
and it has been for over 20 years to help people be happier at work, build better relationships and get better results. And that's the bottom line. And when companies begin to understand you're going to produce more, you're going to have better, better outcomes and you're going to, and then you can share those benefits and yes. then continue to grow. So yeah, no, it's a win-win for everybody what you're doing. And, and it's so very, very important. And as I said, more more important now that people are, are returning to work, whether it's remotely or physically or a hybrid of both. So yes. no, great book, great read. Uh, we will continue to support that. Thank you, Dana, for your time. And Thank you, Nancy. It's been great. Your passion is your work and your work is your passion. And that's the way I feel about it too. So have a wonderful day. Seattle's one of my favorite cities for sure. Oh, thank you. If you're ever out in California, give me a holler and I'll show you some amazing, beautiful Arabians. Uh, I live between Montecito and Somos where my equestrian center is. So wow. you're out here, you have an open invitation to come and visit and we'll hopefully we'll, we'll be talking again. Talking. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day and thank you for your time. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate and review them on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.